Well, welcome to day six. This is Dr. Osborne, and day six's challenge is don't complain at all today. The great quote is, don't hope that events will turn out the way that you want. Welcome events in whichever way they happen, because this is the path to peace. Fittingly, I think that the story of stoicism begins with the disaster. Zeno was a, a wealthy merchant from a, a prominent family with a fleet of ships, and in the third century, his ships sank. Um, along with his cargo of uh, Tyrian dye, which was extracted from the, the blood of actually sea snails, if you can imagine, and used to dye the purple robes of kings. Was it a terrible storm? Did the jagged rocks tear their boats to pieces? Uh, were, the, were, were, were the sunk fleeing pirates, or un, uh, were they undone by human error? Uh, really nobody knows at this point, but in a, in a blink of Zeno's livelihood, his fortune sat at the bottom of the ocean. He sat at the bottom of the sea, and he sat stranded somewhere in Athens. And a man with good reason to gripe and complain and curse the gods would later say, I made a prosperous voyage when I suffered a shipwreck. And I think that's an important key right there, is that he just stated the facts. How? Well, Zeno suffered the shipwreck, but he chose a lifetime. He ended up studying philosophy, and he found a mentor called Crates. And, and at that point, he rebuilt his life on a porch in Athens called the Stoa. And that's where Stoicism came. Zeno gathered anyone who was interested to share that he was a, what he was reading. And the gatherings grew, and his followers called themselves Sto- Stoics. And they became philosophers, or I'm sorry, philosophers of the porch. So I think if you fast forward 500 years, Marcus Aurelius would eventually don the imperial robe. Um, and it, but he was a student of Stoicism since his uh, since his youth, um, and he knew to put more value on the color of his mind than the color of his robes. And he said that the things that you think about determine the quality of your mind. Your soul takes on the color of your thoughts. Color, well, color it, it, with a run of thoughts like these anywhere that you can lead your life, you can lead a good one. And while there's really a, a somber tone in his book that he wrote called Meditations, it's pretty remarkable that this is, it's his private diaries, but it doesn't include a uh, single specific gripe. He doesn't complain about anything. He names no names. He whines about nothing. He points no fingers or indulges in no self-pity. He has plenty to complain about, and he probably could, considering he was the emperor of Rome, but he clearly made a major commitment to hold his tongue and to color his mind. Don't be overheard complaining, Marcus once wrote, uh, not, even to him, not even to yourself. So today, the challenge is this, that, that we make the same commitment. No complaining, no criticizing, no whining, no excuses, no dead time. Not complaining is hard. I promise you that. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but the Stoics said that, even grant that, it's, it's why we see the topic repeatedly uh, in their works. Um, and it really takes a concentrated effort to really fend off complaints. Complaints tend to fall out of our mouths with like incredibly shocking ease, whether it's a damning God, the government, the universe, coworkers, traffic, the airplanes uh, that are slow, Wi-Fi, 5G, Bill Gates. Anybody can find anything to complain about and wherever they find it, they do. But there really is a, a deep cost to this tendency. And when we allow ourselves to indulge in this distraction and drama of complaining, what we're really doing is letting our emotions overcast our clear thinking with dark clouds. Um, shaking your fist at the sky, venting your frustrations can can really feel liberating in the moment. To be, I mean, that's for sure. But but has it ever changed your circumstances for the better? Has it ever solved your problems? Has it ever made you weak, uh, happier? 
I mean, really, I'm willing to bet that it hasn't. And John Gordon's book, he wrote a book called The No Complaining Rule, and he shows how complaining is the biggest problem in our business and our life today and how it costs our organizations billions of dollars and impacts the team morale and impacts the productivity and health of individuals. And it really is, it's easy to dismiss complaining as a, a minor annoyance, but the stakes are enormous. He says that the two main reasons people complain are because they are fearful and helpless, and because it has become a habit. There was a, a minister, his name was Will Bowen, and he says the same in his book, it's called A Complaint for Your World. And so to break a habit, Bowen developed a system. He has participants wear a purple, um, and it's actually a purple dyed band, and with every spoken complaint, participants switch the bracelet to the other wrist, and then they start their day over again. The goal is to go 21 days, the number of days scientists believe to take change um, into a behavior, and to take those 21 days without complaining, without switching the bracelet to the other wrist. The bracelet really is there to make you more mindful of what is usually a mindless act. Becoming mindful of your complaints will make you complain less over and over time. So in our inter- so I think one of the biggest things is, is that um, I heard an interview by a guy named um, Donald Robertson, and he had a book called How to Think Like a Roman Emperor, and it was uh, the Stoic philosophy of Marcus Aurelius, and he talked about some of the 2,000-year-old Stoic concepts that inspire many psychological strategies um, that practiced in the mo- that are practiced in the modern world, and the central strategy is now called cognitive distancing, and it's this and it's an idea that was summed up by Marcus's favorite philosopher Epictetus, who said once, "It's not things that upset us, but rather our opinions about things." So, in practice, therapists ask clients many times to imagine that they're wearing colored spectacles and. The, the author explained, he said, if you believe the world is actually rose-tinted or dark and gloomy because of the lenses before your eyes, that's like fusing your beliefs with reality, reali- realizing that the world isn't really that color, it's just the glasses. So when you inevitably become frustrated with somebody or something today, when you want to complain about your circumstances or blame that half-wit or cursed de- uh, deity, remember that it's just your glasses and you have the power to change the hue to see through and to color your mind with. So uh, a dark, dead, black, or uh, or an alive, or a vibrant rose colored in your glasses is really what you're going to see the world through. So this is a stoic, ch- a stoic challenge. It's a max, a lifetime challenge. And stoicism it really is a philosophy that's designed by action, defined by action, and really not words. So solving our problems and not complaining about them, turning a shipwreck into a prosperous voyage, Nourishing our minds and not polluting them uh, uh, because an infected mind is far more dangerous than any pestilence, plagues, or viruses that you can find. So I I just want to remind you what uh, Marcus Aurelius said. He said, one one only threatens your life. And he was talking about the Antone plague. One only threatens our life, the other destroys your character. Don't plane. Uh, don't complain, don't meddle, uh, don't infect yourself. Choose a different colored lens to see your life through and choose a, line time, a lifetime. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Keep on doing this challenge, and I promise you your life will change.